10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! Welcome to the very first Rapidly Rotating Records show of 2023. An hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. On Island Radio, KISL Avalon at 88.7 on your FM dial and anywhere on the planet at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, Charles Prince gets his first-time birthday segment. In other segments, we'll have some Chinese food and hear some harmonica records. Don't worry, the harmonicats aren't among them. We'll also take some selfies and hear from that girl. My friend Hollywood historian Mary Mallory recently wrote an article for the L.A. Daily Mirror titled Chop Suey Comes to Hollywood. Chinese food has long been popular in the U.S., and an article in the July 6, 1884 edition of the Brooklyn Eagle says that chop suey may be justly called the national dish of China. Just one problem... Chop suey was created not in China, but here in the U.S. by Chinese immigrants who, despite rampant legal discrimination, could open restaurants with good, inexpensive Chinese food, including chop suey, which translates as leftovers. Chop suey began appearing on Los Angeles restaurant menus around 1904, and chop suey houses began opening in Hollywood in 1920 with names including Bluebird, Canton, Chicago, Olivet, Cupie, Holly Ho, Cherry Ho, and Tokyo Chop Suey Houses. So here's a set of rapidly rotating records about... Yeah, you're way ahead of me. Chop Suey. Beginning with Billy Murray and Ed Smalley. Every little Chinese sheik will shout, Me lovely sweet mama like sour cloud. 
hum a love song, funny little love song like the Chinese do. Point Kai, Yong Kai, Okay, Point Kai, that means I love you. And if you say it's me that you love me, all they say me just like turtle dovey, then all of my dreams will come true with a bowl of chop suey and yui. Little tiny lanterns swaying to and fro, playing in the evening breeze. Little tiny lanterns turn down low, damn clever these Chinese. Dreamy tiny incense floating through the room, floating in the evening breeze. Dreamy tiny incense spreading its perfume, damn clever these Chinese. Violin down in Oriental, just the wee 
old friend Abraham Finkelstein. Yeah, that's right, Arthur Fields with Chop Suey Land. That was recorded by Emerson in October of 1920 and released in January 1921 as catalog number 10286. It was also issued on Medallion 8234. The Medallion label was owned by the Baldwin Piano Company, which issued records between 1919 and late 1921 or early 1922. Most Medallion records were pressed from masters leased from Emerson, as with Chop Suey Land. The labels of both the Emerson and Medallion records credit the song to Dorothy Holmes. Not only could I not find any other songs by Dorothy Holmes, I could find no reference whatsoever to composer Dorothy Holmes. Before Chop Suey Land was Sam Robbins and his Hotel McAlpin Orchestra with Sam doing double duty, providing the vocal on A Bowl of Chop Suey and Yui. Yeah, I know. It was written by Ben Burney, Al Gehring, and Walter Bullock, and is heard in the 1934 Paramount picture Shoot the Works, starring Jack Oakey, Ben Burney, and Dorothy Dell. That recording is from Bluebird BB-5480, made April 27, 1934, a couple of months before the picture's release. We started that Chop Suey set with High Lee, High Low, Chop Suey a la Foxy Trotty. Yeah, I know. It was apparently a pretty popular song, recorded by Jones and Hare on Jeanette, the Riga Dance Orchestra on OK, and by the Broadway Dance Orchestra on Edison. We heard Billy Murray and Ed Smalley on the B-side of Victor 19095, June 5, 1923. Eugene West wrote the lyrics and Ira Schuster the music. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. You hear his orchestra often on the show, but he's never had his own birthday segment. Until tonight. Last week, December 27th, marked the birth in 1868 in South Portland, Maine, of conductor, bandleader, pianist, and organist Charles Adams Prince to Henry Gilman Prince and Jenny Sarah Fraser. His middle name of Adams refers to his relatives, Presidents John Adams and John Quincy Adams. He made his first recordings in 1891 as a pianist for the New York Phonograph Company and later worked as musical director for Columbia Records and conductor of the Columbia Orchestra and Columbia Band. On October 25, 1898, Prince was married in Jackson County, Missouri to Sarah Helen Whitcomb. At the time, both were working for comedians Happy Ward and Harry Vokes, known as the Famous Fun Makers, who ran the Vaudeville Travesty Company. Prince was orchestra leader and Sarah was in the cast. In 1905, Prince formed several ensembles, Prince's Band, Prince's Orchestra, and the Banda Española, who recorded primarily for Columbia. Prince was also a composer, and his Barbary Rag was recorded by his orchestra in 1913. He made his last recordings for Columbia in 1922, when he switched to Puritan Records and later to Victor, where he was associate musical director. Charles Prince died October 8, 1937, and is buried in Olivet Memorial Park in Colma, California, along with his parents. Here are three from Charles Adams Prince.
my name was on most every tongue. Yes, sir, the gals round home would fight to see which one could hold me on her knee. <laughs> if a chance then I should weep, they'd put me in their bed to sleep. That was the way it used to be. Yes, But not lately. Not lately. No, sir. Not lately. Not for me. Things don't seem to be coming my way. Not lately. The hugging and kissing they gave me then. <laughs> they giving it now to other men. I thought my chance would come again. Ah. But not lately. I got a job in a coal mine. Coal work like that's all right in my line. At mealtime in my boating place, landlady asked me, says, uh, did you wash your face? I thought she was trying to kid. I said, Madam, why, of course I did. I used to bathe it most regularly, uh, but not lately. Not lately, no, ma'am. Not lately. Not for me. Water does not seem to agree with me now. Not lately. Because you know the prohibition's a new cause of crime. When you could get a drink for a dime, then I used to use water every time. Yes. But not lately. No, dollar now.
I mentioned in his bio that Charles Prince was a composer, and you just heard one of his tunes, Old Number One. 
performed by Prince's Band on Columbia A3700, March 24, 1920. Prince dedicated that tune to the Benevolent and Protective Order of Elks Lodge No. 1, charted on March 10, 1871. Prince also recorded as a solo celesta player under the name Charles Adams, and before old number one you heard his recording of Franz Opp's tune, When the Swallows Homeward Fly. That's from Columbia A1796, recorded in July of 1915. We begin with Burt Williams' final recording, Not Lately, lyricist E. Deasy's commentary on Prohibition, with the music by Charles A. Prince. Columbia A3589 was recorded in Chicago on February 24, 1922, just eight days before William's death. I am a consanguine uncle, related by blood, an affinal uncle, related by marriage, and also a fictive or honorary uncle to, among others, Ellen. I found out at a Christmas gathering that Ellen received the gift of a harmonica from her husband Scott. The harmonica as we know it was invented by German musician Christian Bauschmann in 1822. In 1857, Matthias Honer began mass-producing the instruments, and by 1977 was making 700,000 of them a year. Bauschmann called his instrument the aura, A-U-R-A, but they're often referred to as a harp. That's because at the time, a garden decoration called the Aeolian harp was popular. It was a stringed harp, and when set outside, the wind would make the strings vibrate and produce sound. Early German harmonica makers used the term Hundharf, or mouth harp, and in the 1880s a model of harmonica called the French harp was introduced, helping to popularize the term harp. Ellen is a fan of the show, so I said I would put together a harmonica segment for her. Now, like accordion, bagpipe, or yodeling segments, a set of all harmonica records can be a dangerous thing to present. But I've carefully curated this playlist, and I don't think I'll get any negative feedback for this set. Here to start things off is Jack Murphy, along with a couple of his friends. Well, 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 well. What a grand party we have tonight. Well, is that a great day for the wedding. And I'm glad to see you all back safe and sound now after your day's outing. And I'm more than delighted to see Charles and Delaney Witches, the famous twin harmonica players. And sure they're going to raise our own hearts tonight with a few tunes on the two harmonicas. So now, boys, like you give us haste to the wedding and off you go. <laughs> Second set here. Three more couple 
Here he is. I'll admit, Piccolo Pete made a hit with his melody sweet, but you ain't heard nothing yet. Till a friend of mine you met. Versatile, wait till you see. What a style, it's so easy and free. I see him coming now. We'll make him take a bow. Step up and meet Harry. Hi, Roy. Harmonica King. You're gonna like Harry. He plays a mean thing. When he gets hot, what a treat. You simply got to beat your feet like this. He makes the old train blow. He imitates birds. He plays the sweet solo, so pretty for words. At each camp meeting, he plays a hymn, and all shindig sees the shining gem. That's Harry, harmonica king. Now I told you you'd like him. Let's have an encore. There's nobody like him. Let's holler for more. There he goes. Hold your breath. When he blows, he just tickles me to death. Just like an old trombone, a slip and a slide. The way that old heart moans, I'm here to confide. When he starts tooting, there ain't a chance. Come on, start rooting for one more dance by Harry, harmonica king.
Piedmont blues guitarist Bobby Lacan, also playing kazoo, with Robert Cooksey on harmonica and blue harmonica, written by Bobby Lacan from Victor 20768, May 24, 1927. You've heard him a couple of times on the show before, but Robert Winfield Lacan will be getting his own well-deserved birthday segment on the April 30th show. I'm still looking for a birth date for Cooksey, and if I find it, he'll get his own segment. I've played Ted Weems' version of Harmonica Harry with Parker Gibbs on the show, but before Blue Harmonica, we heard Jimmy Joy and his orchestra with their November 10, 1929 rendition of that Phil Baxter song on Brunswick 4640. Jimmy Joy is slated for his own birthday segment in April, at which time you'll find out his real name. We started with Jack Murphy with his friends, the twin harmonica players John Carroll and Pat Delaney, with Haste to the Wedding. That's from Victor 21177, made the last day of November, 1927. If there's any out there, I could find no information on Irish comedian Jack Murphy, thanks to the American football player and coach Jack Murphy, who kept popping up in the search results, and no luck with Carol and Delaney either. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and every single one of our shows is available 24-7 on demand, anytime at all, online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. A selfie is a self-portrait photograph typically taken with a digital camera or smartphone, held in the hand or supported by a selfie stick. Selfies are often casual in nature and shared on social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram. So, when was the first selfie taken? You might think in November of 2002 when Sanyo released the first camera phone in the U.S., or you might think it was in June of 2000 when Samsung released the first cell phone with a built-in camera in South Korea. Even earlier, on June 11, 1997, Philippe Kahn connected a mobile phone to a separate digital camera and sent photos electronically in real time. But according to the Library of Congress, the first selfie is a self-portrait taken by 30-year-old Robert Cornelius in late October or early November of 1839. The picture is a daguerreotype, and Cornelius would have had to remain motionless in bright sunlight for 10 to 15 minutes in order to adequately expose the iodine-treated metal plate in his makeshift camera. You can see the photograph and learn more about Robert Cornelius on the Library of Congress website, loc.gov. So, for this segment, we've got a set of musical selfies, starting off with Irving Kaufman. When people write their songs of love, they write of one another. It's always sis or ma or pa or sweetheart or of brother. But love songs that they've aimed at me have all gone on the shelf. I don't think that it's fair, so now I'll write one of myself. I love me, I love me, I love myself to death. 
I love me, I love me till I'm all out of breath. I stop at every slot machine that I should chance to pass and give myself a hug and squeeze and I look in the glass. Oh, I love me, I love me, I'm wild about myself. I love me, only me, so I'm content, you see. I like myself with such delight, I take me right straight home each night and sleep with me till broad daylight, I'm wild about myself. I love me, I love me, my birthday's once a year. I love me, I love me, and when my birthday's near, I go with me and buy myself some gifts to put away. Then I surprise myself with them when me wakes up that day. Oh, I love me, I love me, I'll marry me someday. Right away, Saturday, I'll give me all my pay. With me, I like to make a date. To meet myself at half past eight, if I'm not there, I never wait. I'm wild about myself. I know a girl who has a voice proposing by the dozen. Among her lists are rich and poor and even one lone cousin. But when she talks of love to me, I greet her with disdain. I loudly shout, there's someone else, and then this wild refrain. I love me, I love me, every place I go. I love me, I love me, and that's a movie show. I take myself right by my arm and push me through the crowd. And listen to myself, read me the titles right out loud. Oh, I love me, I love me, I love to squeeze my hand. I love me, I love me, it always feels so grand. With me, I get right in my tub, I let myself give me a rub. Oh, how I love to feel me scrub, I'm wild about myself. Oh, I love me, I love me, I'm wild about myself. I love me, I love me, my picture's on my shelf. You may not think I look so good, but me thinks I'm just fine. It's grand when I look in my eyes and know that I'm all mine. Oh, I love me, I love me, and my love doesn't bore. <laughs> day by day, in every way, I love me more and more. I take me to a quiet place. I put my arms around my waist. If me gets fresh, I slap my face. I'm wild about myself. myself 
talking to myself Every night I tell you how much I adore you But I'm talking to myself You're so far away I've so much to say Every night I keep repeating Dear, I love you But I'm talking to myself I tell each little daisy About the things we'd planned My friends all think I'm crazy But they don't understand Talking to myself Talking to myself Every night I tell you how much I adore you But I'm talking to myself
Harry Roy and his orchestra, with Harry doing double duty, directing and vocalizing on Me, Myself, and I. That Parlophone 78, number F-1057, was waxed February 24, 1938, and Me, Myself, and I was composed by Irving Gordon, with lyrics by Alan Roberts and Alvin S. Kaufman. It was first released by Billie Holiday and her orchestra in 1937. The one-sentence summary of the film Gift of Gab says conceited radio announcer irritates everyone else at the station. No, they're not referring to KISL. The 1934 Universal Picture Gift of Gab stars a number of people you hear on the show. Ruth Edding, Ethel Waters, Gene Austin, and the Gus Arnheim Orchestra, and had cameos by Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi. I've played Blue Sky Avenue several times and Tomorrow Who Cares once on the show before, sung by Gene Austin and Ruth Edding, respectively, but Edding also sings Talking to Myself, which I've never played on the show until tonight. We heard it by Leo Reisman and his orchestra with singer Sally Singer from Brunswick 6980, September 7, 1934, six days after the film's release. Talking to Myself was written by Herb Magidson and Con Conrad. I've played Eddie Cantor's version several times on the show, but we started this selfie segment with the debut of Irving Kaufman's rendition of I Love Me. That's from Jeanette 5152, made in April of 1923. Will Mahoney wrote I Love Me. For five years, from September 8, 1966 to March 19, 1971, Marlo Thomas starred in a sitcom titled That Girl. It was developed by Bill Persky and Sam Denoff, who earlier in the 60s were head writers on The Dick Van Dyke Show. Marlo Thomas played Anne Marie, who moved to New York City from her hometown of Brewster, New York, to pursue an acting career. Every episode started with a cold open, and the dialogue would inevitably turn to Anne-Marie as one of the characters would make a reference to her as that girl, at which point the camera would freeze frame on her, and the opening credits and theme music, which you're hearing in the background, would roll. Now you might think with this intro that this segment would be songs about that girl, but it's actually a couple of songs by these girls. When you come in love in life, I 
Quartet was one of the first female vocal groups to record. They made at least 50 sides for Victor between 1910 and 1914. The November 1913 Victor catalog said, For some unknown reason, a successful woman's quartet is one of the rarest of novelties. Victor, however, has discovered an organization which has achieved a well-deserved success and now offers a series of popular and standard quartets. Victor was the first to record successfully a quartet of women's voices, and these reproductions have set a new standard. Although a couple of photographs exist of the group, I could find no information about them other than their names. Over the years, members included Harriet Keyes, Allie Thomas, Precious Thompson, Marguerite Dunlap, Helen Summers, and a Miss Babcock. We just heard That Girl Quartet with The Owl in the Oak Tree from Edison Amberall 4-Minute Cylinder number 2113, recorded in September of 1911. The Owl in the Oak Tree was written by Benjamin Hapgood Burt, who will be getting his own birthday segment for the first time on the July 2nd show. We started the segment with When It's Springtime in Virginia, composed by Ernie Erdman with the lyrics by J. Brandon Walsh. That's from Victor 17437, July 18th, 1913. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had even half as much fun as I did, then I had at least twice as much fun as you. I hope 2023 is starting off well for you, and I wish you all a safe, happy, healthy, peaceful, and exceptionally prosperous new year. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. (laughs) 